You made it. Checked out of office to check into the sweet views of this place where the kids aren't asking for the Wi-Fi. Mom, can we go to the pool? And when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it.
Aleluya. Hallelujah, Lady Apostle, and God bless you, and thank you for joining us for our Sunday School Logos, hallelujah, where we're talking about the spiritual understanding of the gifts given by the Holy Spirit. May God bless you, and we thank you for joining us. So go ahead and tune in, get your Bibles and get your journals together as we go ahead and get into the Word shortly, amen. We thank God for your life, hallelujah. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and being glad therein. Hallelujah. I said this is the day that the Lord has made. Hallelujah. So we give God the glory and we thank God for this day being what he has made. Hallelujah. Come on and give God some praise. Come on and worship him. Come on. We thank God for who he is. Amen. We thank God for giving us life. Hallelujah. 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 We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you. Come and join us. We're open. Hallelujah, 1115 Hicks Boulevard, Suite 5. Come and join us, hallelujah, for our um, afternoon service, our morning service at 1130. But we're going into our Sunday school, hallelujah, right now, 1015. So come on and prepare your minds. Prepare your hearts and get ready for the word, hallelujah, of God. Amen. Glory to God and thank God for your life. Amen. Hallelujah, we give God the glory. Hallelujah, we thank God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, we give you glory, God. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, we thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, we thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, we thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, we thank you, Jesus. 
We give God the glory, 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 we give God the glory. Hallelujah. We give God the glory. Hallelujah. Thank God for your life on this morning. Dear Father. Yeah, I know you see me. Hallelujah.
knowing your name. They may not know your name, but because he knows your name, that's everything. Hallelujah. Hey, Shabbat. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. My God. Come on. 
professional future but not sure what's next? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business can take your education and career to the next level with its highly ranked working professional MBA. With flexibility to earn a degree entirely on campus, online, or a mix of both, an MBA from Ohio State is more accessible than ever. To get started, visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created. Are you ready to learn the business skills you need to accelerate your career? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business is now offering its highly ranked working professional MBA entirely online. Whether you choose to attend on campus, online, or a mix of both, you're in control, balancing the demands on your busy schedule. Don't wait. Start your personalized MBA journey this fall. Visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA to learn more and apply. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created. Oh! 
God. But guess where we got to go? Hallelujah, God. Bless everybody. We welcome you. Hallelujah. We're going to go ahead and get started with our Sunday school lesson on this morning. And we thank God for your life. But I'm telling you, we already is walking in our victory. Come on now. We're already right there. Hallelujah. Amen. So we don't have to worry about anything trying to touch us, anything trying to come against us. Amen. Because we're walking right there in our victory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God bless everybody. And I'm glad that you're back with us on this Sunday. I'm glad that we made it back. Amen. Somebody did not make it back. But we're here in the land of the living. And know that there's still purpose. And there's still a destiny that we must finish for God. Amen. So we thank God for you. And again, we're back and we're here to learn. Hallelujah. We're talking about the the significance of understanding spiritual gifts of the Holy Spirit and why it's very important for us to understand the gifts that the Lord have given unto us so that we can operate effectively in our calling in order to fulfill the work of God. We've been talking um, about the different spiritual gifts of the Holy Spirit. We know that the Holy Spirit is the giver of gifts. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for decreasing me that you may increase the word that you will have me to speak on this morning through our Sunday School Logos class and that the Holy Spirit will give us understanding in the spirit of wisdom, knowledge, understanding and as the Spirit of the Lord counsel us through this study, through this teaching our hearts will be prepared and ready to hear what the Spirit of the Lord has for us on this morning and even through the service on this morning and healing, deliverance taking place and we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and glory to God. Hallelujah. So again, we're back and we're talking about, we said that on this week, we'll talk about the ministry gifts. We've already talked about the manifestational gifts, amen, which was the um, repertorial gifts, the wisdom, knowledge, understanding. And we talked about also the uh, motivational gifts, which the motivational gifts we talked about, about mercy, helps and giving and teaching and some other um, um, gifts that we talked about in that um, capacity as well. And today we're talking about the minister gifts. Reason why I want to make sure that I sum this up is because I want to make sure that you get a, a overall understanding on what, what, what the significance of, of the spiritual giftings and the three categories that we're talking about. Amen. So um, I'm not going to be able to go back through everything, but what I do want to talk about and, 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 and help you understand for those that may be just joining us, we've been talking about three categories of spiritual gifts, which is the manifestation gifts, um, the motivational gifts, and on this morning, we're going to be talking about the ministerial gifts. Amen. Like Paul spoke in Verity of spiritual gifts in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 40, I mean 11. He says, now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are difference of administration, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operation, but it's the same God, which work out in all. And all these work that one and the same self-spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. So that's how we came to breaking down these.
these gifts in three categories talking about the manifestation excuse me the manifestational gifts which is the revertorial gifts which talks about the word of wisdom the word of knowledge discerning of spirits and then we talked about the power gifts which is faith gifts of healing working of miracles speaking gifts which is diversity kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues these are the things that represents the manifestational um, gifts um, that we begin to talk about. Then we begin to talk about the motivational gifts, which the motivational, um, um, excuse me, gifts. We talked about how prophecy and serving and teaching and exhorting and giving, organi organizing and mercies um, also works in the motivational gifts. And on today, we're going to talk about the ministerial gifts, which the ministerial gifts is the call, meaning that many are called, but only a fruit are chosen a fruit chosen to walk out the purpose and plan for the glory of God through these various of gifts the gifts is given for us to please God to do a work of the ministry to make sure that first of all the Savior is exalted and that the saints and those that are looking for salvation hallelujah is encouraged and that we also evangelize the lost. Amen. So at the end of the day, we must understand that we must walk by the Spirit of God in order for us to walk out these ministerial gifts. And the ministerial gifts also operates as the fivefold offices and responsibility that the body of Christ has. So when you go to the book of Ephesians, hallelujah, chapter 4, let's go there please, hallelujah, amen. Let's start. Um, I want to. I, I want to really start. I know we should start about seven through thirteen, but I want to start with one, and then we'll read to thirteen because I believe as we expound on the Word of God, the Word of God also would give us more understanding, opening up our understanding, enlighten our eyes through the Word of God, as well as illuminate our mind through the Word of God, so that we can have a better understanding as the Spirit of God begins to speak to us, so that the gifts that are inside of us begin to begin to what awaken. Amen. And this is talking about the unity in the body of Christ and why. It is so important that we walk in unity because in order for the gifts of the Holy Spirit to operate properly, we must walk in unity, meaning that the fivefold ministry can operate in order to fulfill the work that God has called us to do. So Apostle Paul begins to say, I therefore, the prison of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling which you were called. Okay, first of all, why did he say that? Because anytime you look at the word worthy, worthy means that you walk in honor, you walk in integrity, you walk in good character, you walk in respect, you reverence the Lord. We are representatives of Christ. And being representatives of Christ, that means that we must represent Christ in good behavior, good morals, good values. Because people are looking at us. And if we're saying we're of Jesus and our character is at attack, they'll be saying, what type of Jesus or who is that? Because Jesus is love. Jesus is peace. Jesus is joy. Jesus is understanding. Jesus is compassionate. So therefore, we must we must be careful on our outer behavior because people are looking to see Jesus in us. 
So that's why he said that we need to walk worthy of the calling which we were called. See, it's not just being called an apostle or being called a teacher or an evangelist or a prophet or a pastor. See, it's more than just the call and the naming or just the positioning, but it is how we walk in integrity, how we walk in character, how we walk in responsibility and accountability of the call. So that's why we must work walk worthy, meaning that we have to represent God in such an excellent and uplifting way to where we must be able to represent these giftings that is inside of us. Amen. We don't need to be so spiritually where we're no earthly good, but we need to have the love and the compassion that Jesus had. Even when he walked among the sinners, he did not judge them. He did not scorn them. He did not say things nasty about them. He spoke the word. He spoke the truth. And it was the word of God that began to reform and transform and transition them into the position in order for them to walk out their purpose and their destiny that's why it's so important on how we walk and we walk worthy of the calling in which God have called us to not what people have called us to because when we walk uh, uh, according to the call that people call us to it is too much because we're trying to raise a standard that does not even hallelujah make sense amen the only standard that we need to raise is the standard in our Lord Jesus Christ and that's why the call that we're walking in is the call that Jesus the Holy Spirit gave unto us that we all must walk accordingly worthy of the calling which we were called with all lowliness and gentleness lowliness means humility lowliness don't mean being a coward or being timid or letting people just step on you like a rug and wipe their feet off of you and do things how they won't know loneliness means to be um um, walk in humility, to walk in peace, to walk um, in love, amen, but still use the authority that God have gave us because we have to be able to let the enemy know that he's not in charge, amen, but there's a way we also use our authority in love, but at the same time, we also know how to fight spiritually, hallelujah, through the word of God, so as we walk lowliness and we walk gentle with long suffering, guess what, it's going to be some suffering along the way, it's going to be some suffering just to get to our next, it's going to be some suffering just in this calling that we've been called to see we have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior meaning that because we have accepted him as our Lord and Savior don't you know the enemy is upset the enemy is mad so he gonna do everything in his power to try to discourage you he's gonna try to frustrate you he's gonna try to make you be offended with others and walk in unforgiveness and walk in bitterness and walk in hate when you know that they were sent to you you know that God brought them in your life to help you but the enemy he always causes um, offenses. He always causes confusion. He always make us think things more than what it is. He make us begin to think our mind, begin to think outside of other galaxies and atmospheres and stratospheres when really we need to be in the spirit of God. See, the enemy wants us to think that people don't like us, want us to think that people are against us or they don't care about us so that he can turn us against the calling against the truth and the light of Jesus Christ. When you walk in such a light and an anointing and truth, the enemy do will not allow you 
He will try to stop you for, for from encouraging others that are in darkness. He will try to put a hedge in between you two. He will cause you to argue and, and so many disputes to where you just don't want to be bothered with that individual. That individual may not want to be bothered with you. But that is a trick of the enemy. Amen. That's why it's long suffering. We're going to suffer. We're going to suffer. Sometimes we may not like maybe what a person does or what they say or how they say it. But guess what? They killed Jesus. Look what they did to Jesus. Not only did they just kill him, but they made him carry his death. Come on, an old rugged cross that weighed more than him. He made him carry that cross. They beat him and spit on him and did all type of vile things against him just for him to give us life, just for him to allow us to walk out our callings in lowliness and, 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 and gentleness and long suffering. He suffered for us. He took that last, last suffering for us. Listen, our suffering is not compared to Jesus. The way that Jesus suffered, my God, my God, most of us would not have even made it through the first couple minutes we would have just said oh take the ghost hallelujah i'm finished hallelujah but jesus endured the cross he endured calvary he endured to the end even though he said lord take this cut from me he knew the cup was heavy he knew the cup was long suffering he knew the cup was too much but even jesus had a calling the calling was to come and save humanity come on he came from heaven who created heavens and earth he came from heaven that created light put darkness and brought light out of a dark voided place and brought light and brought every living creature in the earth and then he blessed us and he multiplied us and he gave us so much amen so at the end of the day he gave us the first example of the call jesus had to walk out his calling his calling was to save humanity. His calling was to suffer long with us. His calling was to love those that hated him. Love those that used him. Love those that did spiteful things against him. His call was to suffer for us so that we may have life and life more abundantly. So he showed what unity looked like in the body of Christ. Even though the Pharisees and the Sadducees always tried to trick Jesus up in some type of way. Even on the Sabbath saying, hey, do you supposed to be doing this on the Sabbath day? Hey, do you supposed to be doing this on this day? Jesus did not pay them no mind. Why? Because there was a call that he had to conquer. There was a call that he had to answer. There was a call that he was chosen to do. Many of us... Hallelujah, have a call, but most of us are chosen to fulfill the call. So are we going to fulfill the call that we are chosen to by walking in unity, walking in loneliness, walking in gentleness, long suffering? See, we got to learn how to suffer through some things. I know it hurt. Oh my God, I can preach this today. I think I'm coming back to the scripture right here and preach this today. I'm coming from another passage of scripture that's talking about the same thing, but I'm going to touch on this as 
as well as the Holy Spirit continue to give it to me because we can stay right here. Most of us is going through long suffering right now. Even not just as lay members or just those that may not know Christ, but leaders are going through such long suffering. We're suffering long and we're saying we've been faithful, we've been obedient, we have answered the call, we have walked in what God has chosen us to do and things still seem too hard to bear. Things still seem not easy to do. But I'm here to encourage you that no matter what you're called to do, there's always going to be some long suffering and if you can suffer through that thing, guess what? Those that suffer with him will truly reign with him. So understand that in any call and anything that Jesus have chose you to do, there's going to be some suffering. Why? Because he was the first to accept the call and that call that he accepted was long suffering. He suffered for us. So this is the same suffering but guess what? We got something that we can actually take to the bank and make a withdrawal and we know that it's going to be sufficient. We're not going to suffer alone and even in our suffering, glory to God, we are going to reign with him. It's not going to be a long suffering to our death where we're no longer going to be here but it's going to be a long suffering for his glory where more anointing is going to be present. More of his glory is going to be presented and more of him is going to be on the scene. So allow love suffering to be your portion. Don't you know? That's why he made long suffering one of the fruits because he knew that long suffering was such a fruit that was so tasteful because it was a part of his death. But look what his death brought us. It brought us life. And we really read and understand the story of Jesus and why he was brought here to help us humanity. In humanity, we will understand the love that our Father, our Heavenly Father, loved us so much. Even when we just still disobeyed him. We did not do and walk in unity. We did not walk in the calling that he called us to. That's why he said, you know what? I need to make sure that they have a spiritual understanding of the Holy Spirit and the gifts that I have given unto them so they can walk according to their call and walk worthy of the call in which I gave unto them the Holy Spirit. No man incorporated no gift that neither one of us have. All they probably have done was spoke life and encouraged us and exalted the Spirit of God that's already in us and allowed it to be activated to encourage us. Sometimes we need just an encouraging word to let us know what we carry, to let us know what's within us. But the Holy Spirit have already given us all things. So don't let people lie to you and deceive you and say, oh, I can give you this and oh, I can give you that in, in the gift these. No, only the Spirit of God can give us that. So we want more wisdom, ask God. He said that those that want more wisdom, that what he give it to us, what, liberally, Meaning that he will spread it among all of us. We don't have to have an education. We don't have to be in school for a hundred years. We don't have to be in church for a thousand years. Hallelujah. But we do have to love him. We do have to have an intimate relationship with him. We do have to fear him and reverence him. So there are things that we still must give unto him in order to receive what we're asking him for. But he don't make us do all of that before he give it to us. He give us a chance and go ahead and give it to us. But to see how we're going to walk it out. Because he already know what our tomorrow going to bring. He already know what we're going to do before we even do it. So therefore, that's why Paul, hallelujah, Apostle Paul is 
reminding us to walk worthy of the call in which we are called. And we must walk in long suffering, bearing with one another in love. Love, oh my God. It's hard to love somebody that don't love you. But guess what? Jesus loved us even when we was wrong. Jesus loved us when most of us didn't even love him. Are you ready to learn the business skills you need to accelerate your career? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business is now offering its highly ranked working professional MBA entirely online. Whether you choose to attend on campus, online, or a mix of both, you're in control, balancing the demands on your busy schedule. Don't wait. Start your personalized MBA journey this fall. Visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA to learn more and apply. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created. Are you passionate about your professional future but not sure what's next? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business can take your education and career to the next level with its highly ranked working professional MBA. With flexibility to earn a degree entirely on campus, online, or a mix of both, an MBA from Ohio State is more accessible than ever. To get started, visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA. The Ohio Ohio State University, Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created. Didn't even want to respect him. Don't not even fear him. Don't even honor him. But he still loved us. God gave his only begotten son for us. God allowed his son to die for us. He loved us so much. He cared so much for us that he allowed us to have a second chance. That's why we need to bear one another in love. See, it's easy to love somebody that love us. But can you love somebody that don't like you? Can you love somebody who betrayed you? Can you love somebody who have done all type of vile things against you? Now, apostle, it's not easy. You're right. But when you have the father love, and when you have Jesus' love, and when you ask him to show you how to love again, to trust again, to believe again, to live again, he will give you that ability to love again. He will give you that ability to trust again. He will give you that ability to bear one another up in love. So that even through your long suffering, even through your betrayal, even through all things that have hurt you so bad, he will give you the ability to love again. He will give you the ability to live again. Most of us is not living our life because we have been hurt. Our love has been waxed cold. Our love is no longer there. When we were such a loving individual. But because somebody betrayed us. Because somebody that we thought loved us or cared so much about us. Really did not even love us at all. They were just there to get what they can get. But after they got it, you really saw that there was no love there. And you were heartbroken because you truly, truly loved them. Not for what they had, not for what they can do, not for because of who they are. But you loved them first because God loved you. And you understood the word love. You understood agape. You understood what love come from because of all your other hurt and all your other pain. And how God gave you life again to love again. But this particular time, you decided to say, you know what? I'm going to guard my heart. Which, yes, Lord, guard my heart. But you got to allow love to abound more and more in your heart. 
You got to allow love to abound more and more in loving people in spite of what happens. Yes, we become wise. Wise as dust. We become wise. Meaning that we don't go back in that same situation or touch that same stove that have brought us. But we still show love. We ask God to teach us how to love again in his love. Not our own love. Sometimes we can love too hard or we can love in the wrong way. Because there's other areas of love. Erios and filios and serious. So you got to be careful on the love. You got to know that it's agape in spite of. So don't let nobody change your love. Bear one another up in love. Even though it may not feel good. But love, hallelujah, covers a multitude of sin. Love heals a broken heart. Love heals a painful heart. Love heals just all things. When you have that true love, it's not easy. But let's bear one another up in love. Because when we bear one another up in love, my God, it is so, so good that's why we need to build ourselves in unity and that's why the holy spirit wants us to understand that he leads us in all of this he teaches us how to love he shows us how to bear one another in love and then it says endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace there is one body, one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, and one baptism. One God, Father of all, who is above all, through all, and in you all. Amen. That's why at the end of the day, there is one body. That's why Paul said, first of all, understand, there is one body. See, unity just don't come in play. We have to bring unity together through what our love by working things out why because we are different none of us are the same none of us was created the same all of us was created uniquely but at the end of the day the enemy wants to bring division so that's why we cannot allow division to break up such a great unity that God worked in all of us because he made us one body. Especially us that says that we are of Christ Jesus. How can we be of Christ Jesus and we're bickering against one another? We're jealous of one another. We're competing against one another. You got this church competing against this church and this pastor and this prophet competing against this pastor and this evangelist. Come on, we're one body. We're one body. We're one faith. One Lord. One baptism. One God and Father of all who is above all. So we must come together what? In unity. We must be led together in order to build a true church which is of our Lord Jesus Christ. But instead, we are allowing the enemy to divide us. Because the calls that we are walking in, most of us are walking outside of the call. Because God would not allow us to walk in a, in a call and have such division and be so jealous and be so envious 
and be so hateful and be so discriminating and be so, my God, rightful, just ready to judge all or think we're so high and mighty that nobody can touch us, especially after a high anointed service. Oh my God, I'm too anointed. Let me get my homage to cover me. No, that's when the um, um, anointing and the glory flow. You should want people to touch you. You ain't got to worry about no devil, no demons doing nothing against you because if they touch you, glory to God, the fire of God going to burn them up and hopefully deliverance going to come and they're going to repent and turn back to Christ. So at the end of the day, what witch, what warlock are we afraid of when we carry the glory and the power of God? So at the end of the day, why do we walk in such, hallelujah, disunity? Why do we walk in such pride and arrogance and haughtiness? At the end of the day, we must allow one hope, one spirit, one body, one Lord, one faith, one baptism and one God lead us. That's why we must learn how to appreciate people, to love people, especially the people that God has sent to help us. Don't you know in this time and, and season, it is hard to find people to help you? And when God send people in your life, and I'm not just talking about helping you financially, but I'm talking about helping you spiritually or spending time to pray with you. Most men and women of God ain't praying for the people of God. They're saying that they are, but at the end of the day, they're going behind closed doors. They're, they're gossiping. They're sowing discord against what you tell them. And that's not of God. When somebody entrusts something to us and we counsel them, they are entrusting us to withhold what they're telling us and take it to God. Not go call somebody and say, oh, let's pray for such and such because this is what they're going through just to gossip. Come on. That's not God. So at the end of the day, we break their spirit. We break their heart and their trust. And now they turn from God. But at the end of the day, people also will use that to not to come to God. They have make any excuse. They have do things just to get out of coming to serve God. They have, they have cause an argument. They have cause something or, or try to say that the pastor did this or the pastor did that because they still want to live in sin because they don't want to change. So they will cause um, some contention and some arguments to make them make other people feel that, oh, maybe this is not a good church or maybe this is not a good pastor but in reality their motive is different because they've already received what they needed see sometimes people come to God when they just need something and once they get it they allow the enemy to turn them away from God when God is trying to work something out in them amen but what they do is they allow the enemy to cause an offense and soon when an offense comes the enemy begins to use them and then the first thing they do is stop coming to church or then they go and tell other people hey do you know about such and such da 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 but they don't talk about what you did, how God used you to pray with them and how God used you to help deliver them to come out of some of the things that they were going through through the Holy Spirit. Amen. God used your time and used your compassion and your love and how you really seek the face of God on their behalf. But they can just come and talk about the negative thing. But at the end of the day, we must understand that we must walk in unity. We must not um, um, sow discord. I don't care how angry we may get. I don't care what leader may have rubbed you the wrong way. Because at the end of the day, every leader and everybody has to answer to God. So you don't have to worry about fighting against that leader. You don't have to worry about going and sowing discord or going and gossiping to other pastors to try to tear down another leader's integrity or their ministry or their um, character. Because you better be careful because... First of all, touch not my prophet, do my prophet no harm. We got to be careful what we put on people, even though you feel like
like, oh, I'm going to talk to this pastor and I'm going to confine it to this pastor. No, 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 no. You need to confine it to God because what you're doing is you're destroying relationships and leaders. We're, we're allowing we are allowing lay members and members to come and destroy the relationships among leadership when we all supposed to be in unity. We supposed to be lifting one another up, especially as leaders. Come on now. When I'm down, you as a leader should come and be able to lift me up and I should be able to lift you up. How can we lift one another up if we're allowing people from the outside to come in and lie? And, and, and say all type of bad things against us and we believe them instead of really knowing the matter hearing the whole matter amen that's why we need to understand our calling we need to understand what we're walking in because if we knew our calling some of the things that are going on in the body of christ and leadership would not be going on because jesus would not even allow none of this amen so we must understand that because there are different giftings in the body of Christ, we must be able to make sure that we're doing the work of God and stay in our lane and respect one another in their lane so that we can come together as one. See, we will never be perfect ever here on earth, but we perfect ourselves to be more mature in Christ. Perfect means to mature more in Christ, to be more like Christ as we see him to come, that we become more like him as his bride so that when he comes, he can come and we get us. Amen. So that's why we must continue to be patient and gentle and respect one another. Everybody's not going to be where we at. And the callings and the giftings that's given unto us. God may give us more giftings over here and more giftings over there. But that does not make us better than anybody. It just allows us to know that maybe God trusts us in that area or know that we have loved, we have long suffering. Come on. Sometimes you can suffer in areas to where God knows that he can trust you. I know you're saying, wait a minute. Suffering can cause me to walk in many gifts. Yeah. It can allow us to walk in gifts that we didn't even know that we had inside of us because God knows that we have mercy. God knows that we're going to give in spite of our situation. God knows we know how to organize. God knows we know how to delegate. God knows that our faith has reached another level to where somebody else's faith may not be where our faith is. So therefore, he's able to what? Trust us more. See, he understands that even in most people's weaknesses, we will not even look at it as a fault, but we will begin to lift them up and pray with them and even do more um, for them by spending time in prayer, maybe not with them, but just with the Holy Spirit so that God can begin to work on them. So as we build one another um, together, it's very important that we do our part and keep peace in it. That's what Paul was saying. We need to focus on God. We need to not only focus on ourselves. That's why the Holy Spirit that is inside of us shows us how we focus on God. Because at the end of the day, it says, but to each one of us, grace was given according to the measures of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. 
Because he knew that he was going. He said, I leave with you a comforter, the Holy Spirit. That's why I said the Holy Spirit is the gift giver. He's the one that's inside of us. In order for our gifts to move and to operate in us. It is the Holy Spirit that gives us the ability to operate in the gifts that are with inside of us. So therefore, he left us a comforter. Not only did he leave a comforter to give us the gifts that we operate in today. But he comforts us through our long suffering. He comforts us when we're going through or even comfort us as we're walking out our calling worthy hallelujah in lowliness and gentleness he shows us how to walk it out he shows us where to walk it out when to walk it out who to walk it out with and what to walk it out and how to walk it out so he's there to show us along the way but at the end of the day if we don't realize who the giver is then we take our eyes off Jesus and then focus so much on ourselves we lose our destiny we lose our purpose we lose our direction and then we begin to become distracted and we lose focus and now we're walking out of unity because we're allowing self hallelujah to take over and now the flesh is trying to overtake the spirit and the spirit is not going to allow the flesh to overtake him so then we begin to walk out the will of God because now we're allowing our flesh to overtake our spirit and now in that matter we're walking in a calling that we was not called to because now we're walking in disobedient and out of the will of God and then now we're tapping into other areas in the giftings that God have not called us to so even though we may be a prophet and we can see but because we're out of the will we're tapping into that by nation even though we've seen things but gifts comes without repentance but at the end of the day, it's not just relying on the gifts that's given by the Holy Spirit. You got to have relationship with the Holy Spirit. See, that's the key. See, gifts are given by the Holy Spirit, but it's not the gifts that allows us to be who we are. It's relationship with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus in us, with us and through us. So if you have no relationship in Christ Jesus, those gifts that are inside of you, they're not going to operate properly with, they're not going to operate with the authority and the power because you're walking out of the will of God. So you need relationship because in relationship with the Holy Spirit, you are able to use the gifts effectively, meaning that power and authority and the manifestations of God's glory can be present and people can receive healing, people can receive deliverance, people can be made whole at the end of the day. Why? Because gifts comes without repentance. Most of us is just using the gifts with no relationship. And that's why it's not lasting. That's why it's not effective because there's no relationship. The relationship needs to be there. The relationship is in Christ Jesus. You need to be in Christ Jesus by the Spirit of God in order for the gifts inside of us to operate properly so that the gifts can begin to what? Move and, and begin to work its way out and work the manifestation of the Holy Spirit so that healing can take place. He said that we shall heal the sick, cast out devils, and heal and raise the dead. So in in order for that manifestation to manifest, we have to walk in relationship because gifts comes without repentance. Amen. Somebody can be very gifted, but at the end of the day, have no anointing. Somebody can sing very well, but have no anointing. Somebody can dance, 
dance very well, but have no anointing. So you see the anointing because it changes atmospheres, it shifts atmospheres. Things begin to take place in the atmosphere. Healing is being released in the atmosphere. People will be made whole in the atmosphere. When you begin to speak and decree and declare a word, hallelujah, things begin to move, things begin to happen, change become, begin to change in people's lives. You don't have to have a big service, a big program, a lot of people in the room in order for the manifestations, hallelujah, the motivational and the um, ministerial um, gifts to operate. You can speak a prophetic word in the atmosphere to an individual and because you're in relationship, the gifts that are inside of you begin, begin to be what? Activated and things begin to move in their life. So that's why it's very important about relationship with Holy Spirit that's inside of us because he has given gifts unto us. So now this he ascended, what does it mean? But he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended and also one who ascended far above all heaven that he may be what? Feel all things. The things that he filled in order for us to do what we're called to do. He gave us back the keys to the kingdom of God, meaning that now we're able to operate in the giftings, hallelujah, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit to manifest because we have the keys in the kingdom of God in order to unlock every burial, every shackle, every uh, um, um, chain that most people are bound from in. That's why he said, and now, and he himself that's why I say, and he himself. Why did he say, and he himself? Because he wants us to know that no man have given us nothing. No man have created nothing in us. No man made us become nothing. But, and he himself gave to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Not all. Some, not all, some, not all, some, not all. He's a father of all, but he gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors, and some to be teachers. Even as the apostles walk in fivefold, in certain atmospheres, certain stratospheres, hemispheres, different four corners of the earth, he allows them to operate in different giftings. Maybe he may have them prophesy as a prophet. Maybe he may have them evangelize to bring in souls. Maybe he has them to teach, teach truth, to build up a church, to, um, to, 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 to prophesy as prophet. Come on now, to, 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 to proclaim God's word. And then as apostle, to build and set things in place. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. 
not to take over, not to run. You know, the apostles, that's what they did. The apostles went from place to place. They built, they set up, they, they rooted up, they pulled down, they prayed, they taught, they brought truth, they made changes, they brought deliverance, they made wholeness. Come on, and then they went to another place, and then they went to another place, and another place. They didn't stay in one place. They went from place to place. They went from here to there. Because that was what they were called to do. Many are called, but only a few are chosen. You would know the call. Because they will go and do what they're called to do. They won't try to stay for the party and make themselves be the party. But they will go and present themselves and do what needs to be done. And then when the party is over, you may not even see them. Why? Because they have already came to do what needs to be done. Why stay to the end of the party when things have already been done? Amen. So as that, he says he's given some. He says, now, I'm giving some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. For what? The equipping of the saints. For the work of the ministry. What is equipping? Equipping is helping someone to fulfill a task or responsibility. To allow them to become accountable of what they're doing. Equipping meaning bringing things into reality and putting things into place. Training. Training them to become who they're called to be. Glory to God. So at the end of the day, our oneness in Christ should not destroy our individual relationship in Jesus. Because he has given us special gifts for building up the ministry. Building up the body of Christ. Building up the, the, the work of God so that when people come, they can receive deliverance. They can receive healing. They can be made whole. So that they can fulfill their call. Teach a man how to fish so that he can fish on his own. Jesus taught the apostles how to be, become fishermen of men. Not just fishermen of fish. Because he knew that he would use them to change a dying world. So he had to teach them how to fish. Not just catching the fish by seeing what's tangible, but catching fish by faith. Even though it may not have manifested in their face at that particular time, but down the line, as they have given them truth, and they believe and they have prayed, and they have stayed in the face of God, one day, change will come. One day, a person's life will change. One day, they will begin to walk out that call. So at the end of the day, as we begin to build and equip, the saints for the work of the ministry we must become spiritually sound spiritually mature enough to be able to what? bear one another up in love listen to one another hear one another, respect one another love one another honor one another that's why we need to understand and know what the gift looks like and the opportunities on why we have to serve in such a capacity in lowliness and gratefulness.
Come on. That we have to serve in loneliness and long suffering, bearing one another up. So that we can recognize the areas in ministry to know how to fulfill the service that God will have us to fulfill in order to strengthen the body of Christ, to encourage the church, to exalt, encourage, and lift up and empower one another by equipping one another through the word of God, through truth, through our own, through our, through our testimonies, through life experiences, but most of all through the truth, through the word of God. That's why he's given us such a responsibility. Because when we go over to the book of Matthew, let's go over to Matthew chapter 28. I need to read this to us because this also plays a great part in what we're talking about. The ministerial gifts. Thank you for joining us. Amen. Hallelujah. And this is part of our ministry um, model. He says, and Jesus came and spoke saying all authority has been given to me in heaven and in earth so because of that I left you with a comforter the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit that I left you with it has all power and authority because it's me I left to my father but I come through the Holy Spirit in you so I'm still with you and in you and I have all power in heaven and in earth. So here's the command. Go therefore. Proclamation mark. Period. I don't care what they say. I don't care who they say you are. I don't care what they say you can't do. You go therefore. Because I have all authority in heaven and in earth. So go therefore. Make disciples of all the nations. It don't mean just Cincinnati. It don't just mean Detroit. It don't mean just Texas or U.S. or Africa or Pakistan or India or Paris or France. All nations everywhere, four corners of the earth, baptizing them in the name of Jesus, the name of the Father, the name of the Son, and the name of the Holy Spirit. He didn't say baptize them in Buddha. He didn't say baptize the Hindu. He didn't say baptize them in no other. He said baptize them in the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Because when you do that, all the power and authority that I have in heaven and earth, because I've left to my Father, but I'm still here with you as your comforter in the Holy Spirit, that same power and authority is in you. So when you baptize them in my name, the Father, me, the Son, the Holy Spirit, let me tell you, they're going to be able to do great and mighty works. But continue to teach them to observe all things I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always. Even to the end of age. Amen. Means yes. It's done. Nothing else can come behind that. I don't care what they say. I don't care what it look like. I don't care what it seem like. I don't care what it feel like. I am with you always. Even in your hurt. 
Even in your pain. Even in your let down, let go. Even when you leave me. Even when you walk away. I still offer forgiveness. I still offer my grace. I still offer my mercy. I still offer my love. Because I am not a faithless God. But I am a faithful God. You may be faithless. But I'm faithful. So I will be with you always. To the end of the earth. To the end of the age. To the end. To I come back for my bride. So that right there we know. That because of that. He has given us this. To equip the saints for the work of the ministry. To edify the body of Christ. Come on now. To edify the body of Christ. Till we all come to unity of the faith. And the knowledge of our son of God. To perfect the man. To the measure of stature of the fullness of Christ. That we should no longer be children. Tossed to and fro. And carried about with every wind doctrine. By trickery of men. In the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. So be careful. Your company that you keep. Be careful who you allow to speak in your spirit. Because at the end of the day. If they're not edifying. If they're not exalting. Or encouraging. Or lifting up. Or doing the work of the ministry. Or bringing unity to a dying world. You better be careful what you're allowing to come into your spirit. Because we become our environment. We become those things that are around us. So we need to surround ourselves around positivity. We need to surround ourselves with those that is going to do what? Equip the saints. They're going to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Not the work of ourselves. Not the work to build our own big churches and big congregations. For what? For people to just die and go to hell? No. We got to build the body of Christ. Through what? Through truth. We got to build the body of Christ. Through what? Through the fullness of Christ. Through the knowledge of the Son of God. What's the knowledge of the Son of God? On who Jesus is. Why did he die for us? How did he walk in this dying world and save us? And give us the love that he gave us? We got to let them know who Jesus is. We got to let them know the power of Jesus. And why it is so important to walk with him in the truth of his word. And why the stories in the Bible from the beginning to the end and the apostles and those that died for the faith, those that died just to be with Jesus, those that walked out alone, hallelujah, diary death, hallelujah, just for the gospel, come on, just to just to serve God, just to proclaim Jesus' name. Why did they die? Because they loved Jesus, because they understood truth, they understood that it brought life and life more abundantly. We gotta preach that same word, we gotta teach that same word, we gotta be that same word. See, it's different to just teaching and just letting people know we got to become the word of God we got to become the word so people can see the reality of God's word why because the word has been trickled down with so much of deceit and so much of plotting and so much of hate and and discrimination and racism and and, and, and favoritism and so much in the schism and isms in the body of Christ that people have ran from their faith they have ran from God they now sit in their living rooms cut on Facebook, cut on Twitter, cut on Zoom, and that's how now they're looking at church. No, you need to come into the house. Glory to God. You need to come into the body of Christ so that we can come together in unity so that we can empower one another. We can encourage one another, exalt one another, bring each other to our fullness and do in Christ Jesus.
Jesus. How can I lift you up on Facebook? How can I lift you up through a screen? No, it's the power and authority of God through the touch. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're not trying to make numbers and make people come and stay in the building. No, we need to send you out. He said to what? Make disciples. When you make disciples, you teach them the word of God. Give them the word of God so that they can go out and disciple others. Because most places, most of us can't go. Most places, none of us been. But because they came out of those dark and dreary places, God can send them right back in those places. Because why? They know the exits. They know the doors and the back doors and the side doors and the windows of the enemy camp. And they're able to go in and bring our brothers and sisters out such out of a dark, dreary place. So therefore, that's why we have to teach the people not only just how to operate in the gift, but to become the gift through the word of God and allow the word of God to, to, to be there everything. We got to quit just having all these schools of the apostles and prophets just telling people, oh, you're a prophet, you're an apostle. Okay, you got to teach them how to walk in the gift because it's not them just becoming that individual as an apostle. No, it is the gifting that is operated within them that they have to go out and operate it in in order for change to come to a dying world, change to come to do the work of the ministry to equip the saints to edify the body of Christ and to bring unity back together so that we can become one so that when Jesus comes for the bride he comes for the body many members in the body makes up the body so therefore we must be ready amen because at the end of the day we cannot allow the enemy to continue to con us and continue to plot evil deceptive devices to teach us things that is not true teach us that we can become this powerful person if we prophesy this and do this and become such a great prophet let me tell you something there's a making of a prophet there's a making of an apostle and a making of a teacher and evangelist and a pastor it is the giftings that work inside of us it is the long suffering that brings out such a love in us a compassion in us such a faithfulness in us such a fear of God in us such a reverence of God in us in all things doing it unto his glory not our glory nothing about us at all it's all for the glory of God nothing for ourselves nothing for our names to be called for us to be glorified it's for God to be glorified it's for God's names to be called he is the hall of fame he is fame because he is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ so we must continue to teach the people and allow the gifts that's inside of them to begin to what come forth and to be moved hallelujah amen so I had to go right there in the word so that you can understand that minister gifts or tools God used to build up his church. Hallelujah. So at the end of the day, these are gifts that we just read. Amen. But at the end of the day, it lets us know that even as he goes out and he does this, Apostle Paul even reminded Timothy. Hallelujah. He said, neglect not the gift that is in thee which was given thee by prophecy with the land of the hands of the prophesterian. Come on now. That's in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and 14. Because at the end of the day, you must not neglect the gift, meaning you have to use the gift that God gave you. You cannot neglect the gift by using it with your own willpower. You have to allow the Holy Spirit to move in you, use the gift in you in order to do the will that God has for you to do. You neglect the gift when you move out of the will of God and then you work in your own ability in order for the gift to work. See, gifts comes without repentance, meaning that you can work in a gift, but you have no anointing. You can work in a gift. You have no glory because at the end of the day, you're working in your own will. You're working in your own power, your own ability, and you're not allowing the giver 
giver of the gift, which is the Holy Spirit, to move in you to what? Do the work of the ministry, to edify the body of Christ, to walk in unity. You're not fulfilling those three criteria that the reason why he gave gifts unto man is to do these things. That's why he said I've gave some, not all. Because see, I can't give you all because I know that men have futile minds. I know that men sometimes can allow pride to overcome them, arrogance and haughtiness. They can begin to walk into themselves and be lovers of themselves and lovers of money and lovers of just people. But I need to let you know that I'm trusting you with the sum that I've given you. So use that sum to the ability of working it for the ministry. Exalting, hallelujah, the body of Christ. Exalting me first as the Savior because I'm the one that is the giver of the gift. Amen. So at the end of the day, he has given us these things. And he told Timothy, do not neglect the gift that I've given unto God have given unto him. Amen. That's why he said he gave some apostles. See, apostles, what does they do? Apostles, they govern. Amen. Hallelujah. They govern because God uses the gift that's inside of them to help build foundations that are broken, help rebuild a broken vision, a vision that may once was there, but to come and encourage and to exalt, to bring forth the truth and to bring forth the foundation of the uh, of the of the beginning of the vision that was already given to the visionary. They don't come and change the vision. They come and they add to the vision, meaning they see areas where it was ruined, where it was broke down to come in to help build it up. They are sent by Christ. They're given such a spiritual authority because of their characters, because gives ability to be able to reach people, to establish them in the kingdom of truth. And anytime people don't want truth, hallelujah, it's going to be a tearing down. So God sometimes will tear down, hallelujah, one thing and build up a new thing. He will get rid of the, 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 the naysayers. He get rid of those that are deceptive. Remember, it says, be careful of those, hallelujah, that are conny and craftfulness and deceitful plotting. Amen. See, at the end of the day, they don't want truth. They have no love. They just want to come and stir up things, cause confusion, bring things out of place. But God uses apostles to bring hallelujah, truth, kingdom authority back in order, in order for sometimes that ministry to be uplifted. Sometimes God will rebirth, bring bring a vision back to the original state that he wanted to be in in the beginning because sometimes we can be on that right path of fulfilling the vision that God has given us but then when certain people come in or maybe we may get in a finance and this is how most ministries always kind of operate sometimes you may get in a financial hallelujah situation so God has already given you the vision you started the vision the vision has been running good but this financial situation that you got in see that's why it says long suffering that's why it says to what? Bear one another up in love. That's why it says to walk in loneliness. That's why it's telling us to be patient. It's telling us to, 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 to have faith. Come on. Because these things are going to happen. Because God wants us to what? Increase our faith in him. Not increase our faith in people. Or think that everything is coming from people. So we put people in position that sometimes, excuse me, have money. That have no leadership ability. Have no leadership skills. But because they have money. Because of their name. Because of their status 
status, because of their power, because of their prestige, glory to God. We put them in leadership positions because they have the money. And then that right there sometimes can be the wrong thing. Why? Because they really don't want the vision. They don't understand the vision. So what they do is they will come up against the vision. And because they have the money to give to you that you need in order to keep the vision going, which really you don't need their money because God is the one who gave you the vision. If he gives you the vision, he will give you the provision. So there at the end of the day, we must be careful not to put people in leadership positions because of money, because of prestige, because of power, because of name dropping, because of who they know. No, people need to be in leadership. Love getting prices that are lower than low on food that's fresher than fresh? Then shop at Kroger. We give you more ways to save on the fresh you love with tools like the Kroger app, where you can find personalized coupons on top of weekly sales, giving you prices that are lower than the everyday low. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal that has character, has fear of the Lord, that has integrity, those that God have called and chosen to walk in that place, amen, in which they're called in. That's why he said he gave some apostles, some pastors, some teachers, some evangelists, some some, some pastors because God have a place for all of us and if we're not positioned in our rightful calling that right there can move we can move out of the will of God and then we're outside of the vision that God gave unto us so that's why we need to make sure that whoever God is calling to us that we go to God and we ask God okay God where do you want this person to be who how should they operate in the ministry what is it and how do you want them to move in what you have us to do? And then we will allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us, to show us their calling, their area where God will use them in his ministry so that things will work accordingly, so that everybody will be in their lane. And then right there we can build one another by faith as faith begins to work on our behalf. Glory to God. God will give us the provisions and the things that we need in the body of Christ to fulfill the ministry if we're doing what he says. He says to do what? To edify, to do the work of the ministry. So this right here is doing the work of the ministry because we're having everybody walk in their true calling and what God called them to do, the gift that is inside of them. So as apostles, God also may use us to speak to the gift that's inside of you already. We don't give you the gift. We can't give you the gift. Only the Holy Spirit is the gift giver. 
All we're doing is just encouraging you. All we're doing is just edifying the God in you. All we're doing is speaking life to the life that's already in you. Sometimes our fire goes down and never goes out because the fire of God never dies. Glory to God. But sometimes through long suffering, glory. Sometimes through situations, amen. Our fire may just simmer a little bit, but sometimes glory. It may take an apostle, hallelujah, that have went without, that have not eaten anything, that have been hungry, that's been, hallelujah, homeless, that has been through so much hell, hallelujah, to come and speak and witness and testify unto you that will bring that fire back alive, amen. See, that's what I'm talking about, speaking to the gift that's already in you. Sometimes you just need an encouraging testimony, an encouraging word to bring that fire back in you because the Holy Spirit will turn that fire back up like never before. Glory to God. And now we're able to operate and walk in the calling that God is calling us in. So we need to know our positioning leaders to know the gift that God has given us to us as apostles and as pastors and as teachers and as prophets and as evangelists. What our work is to do what we were called to do and make sure that we're staying in the lane to do what we do because when we do that people are coming back alive and their gifts are being reactivated and they're able to fulfill the call that God have called them in. Glory to God. So that right there is doing glory, the work, hallelujah, of the ministry. When the apostles come and do what God calls them to do, they are anointed, hallelujah, of grace to do this work, amen, to lead through direction, not because of education, not because of prestige, not because of the family background they come from. They have the grace to do it because they've been through hell. They got the grace to do it because they almost lost their life. They got the grace to do it because they understand and they're obedient to the things of God, even when everybody walked away from them, even though when everybody talked about them, when they left them for dead, when they left them without, when they went hungry and they went with nothing my god my god my god they understand so it is the anointing work of grace that they have on their life that they're able to stand and speak life and speak the truth because they know that it was only by the grace of god that allowed them to survive it was only by the grace of god to allow them glory to god to walk through it come on look at apostle paul it was only by the grace of god that he was able hallelujah to make it off that boat glory to god it was only by the grace of god that he was able to hold on to something while he was in the water. It was only by the grace of God that he did not lose his life. It was only by the grace of God that he was able to do the work in the ministry and change a dying world through a people by, by a paper and a pen writing to the churches. It was only by the grace of God that he was named Apostle Paul when he was first saw when he was a killer of Christians that he began to walk as an apostle never walked with Jesus but Jesus found him worthy of the call. Why? Because he walked with lowliness. Glory to God. He understood that hey I'm the least of the apostles even though he was one of the greatest apostles. My God, my God. But he did not allow his pride and he did not allow his arrogance. He did the work of the ministry he changed the living, the dying world, amen, through the work of the ministry, through a true word, glory, through the word of God, and as an apostles, that was what we called to do, we have an anointed 
work of grace on our life, amen, that God uses us to lead, amen, to help direct many that are lost, help direct those that may not can find their way by us speaking an encouraging word, hallelujah, sometimes we just got to tell you to cut on your GPS, not, G not Sierra, but God's pointing system, when we tell you to cut on God's pointing system, we just remind you of his working grace, we just remind you of his working mercy, we just remind you that he's faithful, that he would never leave you, that he would never forsake thank you amen that he's always be with you to the very end how his love never fails my God how you the apple of his eye hallelujah that he will supply all of your needs through his glories and riches amen that he is your shepherd and you should not want he should lead you beside the still waters hallelujah he should put you in the green pastures amen he should anoint your head with oil um, come on goodness and mercy shall be on the side of you he shall prepare a table before your enemies you shall you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever come on come on his mercy endures forever my God my God these are words that we speak hallelujah to your spirit in order for your spirit to come alive so that it be activated so then you able to walk out your giftings your callings that God have called you to do so God give us a fathering activation a spiritual insight that helps your eyes to become unclear amen that your eyes be enlightened that your mind be illuminated that the visionary that's inside of you begin to come out inwardly and outwardly and you have you're able to focus you're able to mobile yourself in a position to begin to be more stabilized and, and have the biblical wisdom through maturity through the word through truth in order to walk according to the purpose and the destiny that God have given unto you as the prophet it is God's message for now then or be before amen we are guided through the Holy Spirit on what we see what God says not what we think not what we feel not what we think that you should have because we want something in return because we have a negative motive or a negative agenda oh no see it's not just for profit just getting paid or getting money no it's about speaking the word of God speaking the mind of God speaking in a dying situation speaking life to bring things up back to life in your life amen so sometimes God was speak to us because he tried to speak to us through the Holy Spirit but because our busy schedule because we don't have time for God we've left God he would sometimes send a prophet to, to remind us see the Holy Spirit will always come to us first he don't have to use a prophet amen but he will speak to the prophet sometimes when we're disobedient when we don't hear God when we're so busy in our in our life amen sometimes he'll send that prophet to speak to us because sometimes it takes that that, that human to come to us when because we have left God, amen. We have left the Spirit of God, which we should never allow the Spirit of God leave us because we need the Spirit of God. We need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has all power. The Holy Spirit has all authority. The Holy Spirit does all things. You cannot survive this world without the Holy Spirit. You can't just depend on man, glory to God, to hear from God. You need to hear from God from yourself. You need a relationship with God. You need intimacy with God. You need all things in God, amen. So therefore, he will send a prophet to speak to us amen to give us the heart of God to give us revelation to give us guidance amen he will sometimes interpret the application through his word on what it is that he's trying to tell us not for us to follow the prophet not for us to follow the man but for us to follow God for us to give our life back to God see most of the time we follow the prophet always calling the prophet always asking the prophet what did God say how did God say it God is saying I'm waiting for you I can tell you 
better than I can tell the prophet because it won't be ran down and it'll be straight to you. My God, God is waiting on you to come to him so that he can speak directly to you what he has to say because it has such a love language when the spirit of God can speak to you. It is such a intimacy that man can give you. It is such a pleasure to hear from the spirit of God, but God will use a prophet just like in the New Testament. The prophet was the one who brought a message to what edify, to exalt, to comfort. Because when you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and 3, let's go there first before we go here. I told you, sometimes the word of God has to be brought forth before we can actually go into the next. Amen. 14 and 3, 1 Corinthians 14 and 3. It says this, but he who prophesies speaks edification and exaltation and comfort to men. Who who speaks in 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 in, in a spoke uh, um spoke with tongues, but even more than prophesied, for he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification, so that we can have an understanding. Glory to God. Because when we have an understanding, that's all things. Amen. So therefore, the the prophecy it edifies. It exalts and it comfort brings comfort. So God is trying to say, listen, I want to exalt your spirit. I want to exalt the gift that's in you. I want to bring you to your place, to your calling that I've called you to. So let me encourage you. Let me lift up your spirit. Let me help you. I know you have been through a lot this season. Most of us have lost loved ones. Most of us have lost everything. Most of us have nothing left. But Jesus wants you to know on this morning, this afternoon, you got Jesus. He would never leave you. He would never, ever leave you. He will always, I say he will always. I am a believer and I'm here to tell somebody today that is watching right now. He will always be with you. Even when everybody leaves. Even when there's no one standing. Even when no one is there to encourage you. Or no one is there to cheer you on. Or no one is there saying good and faithful servant. Or nobody is there to just comfort you. He's there. Jesus is there. Jesus is right there. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He will be with you to the very end of age, to the end of this earth. He will be with you. He will never leave you. See, your job will leave you. People will leave you. And, 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 and God forbid, because what God brings together, let no man take apart. But your wife will leave you. Your husband will leave you. And your children will leave you. Your money will leave you. Your health will leave you. And if you're not careful, the fire of God, if you're not careful, and if you don't keep God in your life and keep God first, and always, and always, and always, and always, and always, and always fear him and never leave him, you can lose your fire. Don't let your fire go all the way out. Because it's going to be hard to relight it. See, it simmers down because sometimes of discouragement. But sometimes if you let your fire go all the way out, and if you're not surrounded by the Spirit of God or through the Word, or it's people that can just speak, encourage you. I'm telling you, it's, it's going to be hard. 
to rekindle it. But you can do it, though. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Some of your fires have went out. Some of you don't know how to do what you're doing. But guess what? You can do it. All you got to do is trust God. All you got to do is go back to the word of God. All you got to do is go back and prayer. You can do it. You can relight that fire. You know, when the fire goes out, you got to take some wood and put some silence and pile together a little wood and a little fire and you mix it together, you're going to get a spark. And once you get that spark, oh my God, my God. Once you get that spark, hey! Once you get that spark, my God, you got fire. Once you get that spark, hey, you got a little fire. You got a little wood. You got a little spark. That fire got to come. That fire got to come back. He may feel like he going to knock you down. The enemy feels like he knocking you down. He feels like he won. The devil's a liar. He always lose. God always win. So I'm here to let you know. I remember my fire went out. It wasn't nothing that I did. It wasn't because I sinned. It wasn't because I left God. Sometimes we get in the place of discouragement. Sometimes we get in the place. But I remember I knew about a little wood. That wood was the word. I knew about the fire. That fire was the Holy Ghost. And I started putting it, I started putting it together. The word and the fire. And the convulsion came. And all of a sudden it was like a waterfall. I can't stop, y'all. I can't stop. I won't stop. I won't stop. So like it or not, my ministry may not be like yours, and that's okay. I may not be like you, and that's okay. But I got my own story. I got my own story. I got my own way how God brought the fire back in me. But I'm here to share it with you. Don't let nobody tell you when your fire go out, it's over. That's a lie. Because your fire can be rekindled through the word. So the prophet speaks life, the word, truth. Sometimes it's a place that it don't feel good. Sometimes it tells us stuff that we know we did wrong. It tells us where we're not, where we need to be. But it does not tell us that to discourage us or to make us feel less than. Because it will always come back and exalt us. So even though God would give us a harsh word, but he would give it to us in love. So prophets, we got to be careful how we give God's word. Because sometimes we'll come with a rod. Well, yeah, we come with a rod of truth. But you also got to have love in that rock, with that rod. Because at the same time, they need to be built back up. Even as God come and hit them with truth. And now they come into a place of repentance. And they come to feeling in a place of just, oh my God. You know how, how you feel when you know you're wrong and you know, oh, you just feel so bad. But God will just encourage you with his love. He'll say, okay, baby, you're okay. Get back up. Let's do it again. Get back up. Let's try again. You know, people will tell you to go back to the end of the line. Go back to preschool after you don't went to college. You got to sit down and go through the training again. That's not God. God won't make us go our way back. Matter of fact, God will fast forward us even forward. Why? Because we passed the test. See, that's why you can't depend on man. You can't, you can't, you can't do all this for man. It's all for God. 
So repent unto God. Listen to the voice of God. Listen to what the Spirit of God is saying. And even when the prophet comes, okay, this is just something added to me to encourage me, to exalt me, to bring me to a place of understanding. This is just a prophetic uh, word that, God, that reminds me that, oh, God haven't forgot about me. Because sometimes the prophet will come to encourage us. To let us know that that spoken word that God spoke to us in that midnight hour was just me and God. He'll come back and tell you, oh, I forgot you, but let me let me give you something that you can feel. Let me give you something that you can see. Because I know you, you I know you you respect and you reverence my spirit and you and, and I have intimacy with you. But like Abraham, Abraham didn't have a prophet. Abraham didn't have nobody. All he had was the voice of God. All he had was a sound that was from heaven. But God loved us so much that he has sent a prophet to remind us, don't forget that spoken word. Don't forget the word that I spoke to you. Don't forget the word what I promised you. Don't forget the word what I told you. Don't forget the word what I told you that it was going to be. Because guess what? I said it was going to be. And because I said it was going to be, it's going to be. So guess what? This is the spoken word that I've given unto you through my prophet. Be of good courage. Come on. Do not lose your courage. Come on. Hold on. Wait a minute. I got to go back right here. Let me go back right here. Hey, I have to go back right here because somebody out there, I feel it in my spirit right now before we get ready to close. Amen. Somebody out there needs to hear this. Hallelujah. Come on. Joshua. Come on. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun. Moses' assistant saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise. God is saying to somebody on today, arise. Arise. It's time to get up. What does arise mean? Okay, let me help somebody. I'm about to help you right now. I'm about to tell you what arise means. Arise means to get up. Arise means come on, let's go. Arise means come on, let's build up. Let's jump up. Let's run up. Let's come up. Arise means come on, let's go. Arise. Come on and arise. It's time for us to arise. It's time for us to rise to our next. It's time to our, to, for us to arise to our now. It's time for us to arise, to arise, to arise, to arise. You can't get much for five bucks these days. Unless you go to Wendy's for a $5 biggie bag. Get your choice of double stack, junior bacon cheeseburger, or crispy chicken BLT. Plus four-piece nugs, fries, and a drink. All for just five bucks. That was smooth, wasn't it? That's how you're going to feel when you get that biggie bag at Wendy's. U.S. price of participation may vary. Includes four-piece nuggets, small soft drink, and small fry. Prices may be higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Come on, y'all. Arise. Arise. It's time to arise. It's time to come on. 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 Let's arise. Let's build up. Let's come up. Let's run up. Let's step up. Let's come on. Move up. Come on now. Something about up. It's something about uh, 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 uh. That's what arise means. Hallelujah. So come on, let's arise. Let's come on up. Let's come on up. Remember that um, Jefferson, get on up. Get on up. The Jeffersons, y'all know the word. The Jeffersons, when it says, come on, it's time to get on up. Hallelujah. Means come on up. So when we arise, we come up. Go over this joy. You got to go over. Moses got you to it. Now I'm going to show you how to get through it. So you got to go over your Jordan. 
You got to go over your obstacles. You got to go over your situation. Let me get up. You got to go over those circumstances. You got to go over it. You can't get stuck where you are. You got to get over it. You can't get stuck in your, in your yesterday. You got to get over it. You can't get stuck in your tomorrow because tomorrow is not here and it may not come. But you got to come on. And you got to rise. And you got to go over the Jordan. See, you done been through the wilderness. See, you done been through. See, your through is over. You have passed your task going through. Now, you got to go over. That means you're going to have to jump over some obstacles. You're going to have to run over some obstacles. You're going to have to sometimes skip over some obstacles. You're going to have to sometimes, come on, prostrate over some obstacles. Go to the throne of grace over some obstacles. But you got to go over the Jordan. Because the Jordan is a place with flowing of milk and honey. I, look, the promised land is over the Jordan. You have been through. Matter of fact, I even gave you a sneak peek through you and Caleb. Y'all came back with a good report. Now, I'm giving you this position. I'm going in my sermon, y'all. I'm sorry I got to listen to the Holy Spirit. Amen. I know sometimes you do all the other things. Hallelujah. But um, today, we already went through praise and worship. Hallelujah. For those, we thank you for joining us this SOAR International Outreach Network. I'm Lady Apostle. And the message on today is Arise. And let's go over. Let's go over. We're going over, y'all. We're going over to the joy. We're going over to the promise. The promise has already been given to us. Because God already gave us the promise back in Genesis in the beginning. He gave us the promise because he said that he blessed them. He multiplied them. Come on. He, he made them fruitful. He gave them dominion. And told them to subdue. He took them out of the wilderness. He let them pass through. Hallelujah. He departed the Red Sea. How do you depart a sea? A sea is wide. A sea is deep. A sea is long. My God. You're telling me that God departed the Red Sea? Not the Mediterranean Sea. Not the other sea. But the Red Sea. Why the Red Sea? Because it's the blood of Jesus. Every time I look at the Red Sea, I think about the blood. Every time I just hear the Red Sea, I think about the blood. Every time I just know about the Red Sea, I think about the blood of Jesus. Why the Red Sea? Because it was long, it was deep. See, God wanted to show the children of Israel... That in order for their faith to be increased more, is that he had to move a sea out their way. He said, see how I can move a red sea out of the sea, out of your face? Do you see? Do you see? I'm bringing it before you. I, I, I'm finna depart a sea so that you can see. Come on, that right there is good. I'm departing the sea so you can see. Because when you see how I departed the Red Sea, then you will know that I'm God. <laughs> see, how do you know God is God? When he departed a Red Sea so that you can see. So that your faith can be another level in me, my God. He departed the Red Sea. So therefore, 
or it allowed the children of Israel to understand that it was God Almighty that departed the Red Sea because why? He wanted them to see how they passed through the wilderness and now because Moses has died and he has gotten them to the promise, I need you now to get away from your going through and go into your go over in order for you to possess the promise that I've given unto you. So on this morning, on this late afternoon, God had two words for you. He said, arise, can't you see that I've departed the Red Sea so that you can get through your through and go over to what I've given unto you. So if you don't know by now, all you got to do is go back and begin to read about the children of Israel, how he brought them out of the wilderness, how they murmur and complain, asking God, God, take us out of this place, take us out of this slavery, take us out of this place where they feel, where they felt like they were nothing, they felt like they were being used, come on now, they were slaves, they mean that they were doing all types of work, any type of work, all day doing work, not having no time for themselves, they were slaves, glory to God, they were nobodies, my God, they was not something that they could be known as something, but they were were like those that was in Lodabar, those that was in a dry place, those that was in a place not of peace, not of joy, not of nothing, but they was in a place of slavery. I don't know about you, but any time that you are in a place of slavery, you going to feel like uh, you being just used. You're going to feel like you're doing something for nothing. There's not going to be much given unto you. No wages going to be paid unto you, but you're going to work so hard. You're going to sweat so hard. You're going to move so hard, and there's going to be no reward given unto you. Slavery is not for a benefit of yourself, but it's for a benefit of others. That's why God delivered us out of slavery. He took us away from bondage, and he's given us something that is so great. He's given us the Holy Spirit, which is the comforter that has all power and authority. And therefore, that's why he wants us to know that we got to come and get out of that place called the wilderness. Get out of that place called dryness and walk and go over to are Jordan. The Jordan is a place of promise. The Jordan is a place of now. The Jordan is a place that I've given unto you because I've given you the keys of the kingdom and all you have to do uh, is decree and declare a thing and it shall be yours. Decree and declare a thing and it shall come to pass. Those two, three is in my name. Whatever we say in the name of Jesus, it shall be given unto us. We know that he's in the midst of us. We know that he's with us and that he would never leave us nor forsake us. That he would be with us to the very end. The children of Israel still mumbered and complained. The children of Israel still did not believe that God was with them, even though he brought them through the wilderness. He brought them through and over to the joy, and then now their successor has died, and now he has risen up. Another, hallelujah, leader, Joshua. He was the same one that walked beside Moses. He was the same one that heard the children of Israel complain. He was the same one that was down off the mountain when Moses was on the mountain of Sinai began to go before the children of Israel he was the same one that was down there and saw how the children of Israel worship idols and how they tried to trick and con Muriel and Aaron and how they did hallelujah but at the end of the day he did not compel and did not get in with them he stood as the assistant he stood as Moses assistant he stood following Moses sometimes in life in order for us to become a leader. We got to learn how to become a follower. When we are a follower, we submit 
ourselves unto God first. Hallelujah. When we submit ourselves unto God, we become obedient unto the things of God. We begin to love the things of God. We fear the things of God. We reverence the things of God. We honor the things of God. We love the things of God. Ain't nobody got to tell us how to serve God. Ain't nobody got to tell us how to pray to God. Ain't nobody got to tell us how to read the word of God. But through our wilderness and through our fiery furnaces, uh, and through our lion's den uh, we understand uh, that it was only by the grace of God uh, that brought us out of that fiery furnace uh, it was only by the grace of God uh, that got us out of that lion den uh, it was only by the grace of God uh, that allowed us to cross the Red Sea can't you see uh, it was only by the grace of God uh, that brought a pillar of fire uh, in order for us to see through the darkness uh, it was only by the grace of God uh, that brought hallelujah a pillar of the cloud uh, to cover us in the sun uh, it was only by the grace of God uh, that allowed Moses to hit the rock uh, that we could have water, uh, life more abundantly. Uh, the Holy Spirit, my God, my God. Uh, it was only by the grace of God uh, to give us bread. Uh, but then it was not just bread. Uh, we wanted more than bread. Uh, but we didn't understand that it was the bread of life uh, that gave us stability, uh, that gave us strength, my God. Uh, that gave us growth. Uh, but he gave us quill. Uh, he gave us fish. Because uh, he knew one day uh, two fish and five loaves huh, would feed a multitude huh, but he fed us before the multitude came huh, before the New Testament huh, he gave us huh, bread and quill huh, he understood huh, that we needed the bread of life huh, we needed fish huh, we needed something to sustain us huh, he gave us all things huh, so who can tell us about our God huh, we've been through it all huh, we know him for ourselves huh, we can brag on our God huh, we can talk about our God huh, we can just continue to Shabbat our God huh, who are you huh, to tell me how to praise my God. Huh? Who is you? Huh? Who to tell me how to worship my God. Huh? How to do his work. Huh? How to do his service. Huh? My ministry may not be like your ministry. Huh? My anointing surely ain't like your anointing. Because huh? you ain't been through the fire that I've been through. Huh? You ain't been through the Red Sea that I had to cross over. Huh? You ain't been in the wilderness that I've been in. Huh? I almost died. Huh? I almost gave out. Huh? I did give up. Huh? But it was something about the grace of God. Huh? He lift in huh? his hand. Huh, and raise me up huh, and place me uh, on a solid rock my God huh, so how can I not praise my God huh, how can I not talk about how he and what he did for me uh, see I don't know about you huh, but he said uh, get away uh, from going through that wilderness huh. I brought you from there a long time ago huh. it's time for you to go over huh. it's something about Jordan huh. Jordan is a promise huh. Jordan is something sustainable huh. Jordan is something sufficient huh. Jordan is something that can get you to your now huh. Sometimes uh, we got to take that promise huh, and run with it huh, by ourselves. Huh. Most people going to leave us. Huh. Most people going to give up on us. Huh. Most people going to talk about us. Huh. But that's okay. Huh. They killed me. Huh. They talk about me. Huh. They ridicule me. Huh. They try to disgrace me. Huh. But I am huh, the living life. Huh. I am huh, Emmanuel. Huh. I am huh, Jehovah Jireh. I've been your provider. I provided for you huh, in the days. When you had nothing I remember when he provided for me When I could not even feed myself I had to just feed my kids But it was days when he gave my son a job And he used his lunch That they gave him at McDonald's To call us up and say Mama, come and get my lunch So you and Howard can eat my God So you don't know what God did for me It was days when I did not know How I was going to keep a roof over my head I had to go live 
in the hotel uh, just for my son just to get through school. Uh, it was only by the grace of God uh, that kept me there, my God. Uh, but I still had to hold on. Uh, I still had to hold on. Uh, I didn't know what to lean on. Uh, I thought I gave up everything. Uh, I stopped drinking. Uh, I stopped smoking weed. Uh, but then uh, I began to smoke black and mouth because uh, I was still leaning on the lick. Uh, but I knew uh, that one day uh, that that can kill me too. Uh, I did not want to live in bondage. Uh, I didn't want it to be set free. Uh, I remember about going through my wilderness. Uh, I remember he brought me over to Jordan. Uh, I remember he divided the Red Sea, my God. Uh, I remember he gave me quill. Uh, I remember he gave me bread. Uh, I remember he tapped the rock so that I could have water. Uh, and then I began to see uh, how can I uh, damage the temple of God? Uh, how can I uh, damage what the Holy Ghost uh, reside in? Oh my God, I need deliverance. Oh my God, I need to be set free. I don't want to be teaching. I don't want to be preaching. I don't want to be laying hands. Yes, I was anointing. Filled with God's glory. Moving in the power of the glory of God. But I knew that I was living in darkness. I knew I could not keep living the way I was. I wanted to be an example. I wanted to represent Christ. I wanted to resemble Christ. When people looked at me, I wanted them to see Jesus. So therefore, I asked God. God delivered me. I am ready, O oh God. Crucify my flesh. Crucify my desire. Reach deep down. Tell me what I'm dealing with. Let me see the pain. He took me all the way back to my childhood. And then he showed me things that I had to overcome. Pain that I endured for so long, my God, that I did not want to see. But then he began to speak to me through my sister. She began to tell me about my past. And then God began to free me. He began to build our relationship. He began to build our love, my God. Sometimes you got to go back through your wilderness just to see how he departed the Red Sea. You got to go back just to see what's keeping you bound. But don't stay when you go back. Just see what it is. And then go back through the Red Sea and know that you're over in your joint. And begin to shot time. And begin to just thank God. Praise God for bringing you through your wilderness. For getting you over your joint. And be ready for him to cleanse you. To set you free, my God. The reason why we can't walk in our today. The reason why we can't walk in our promises. We're already here. Because we keep bringing back our wilderness. We keep bringing back our yesterday. Yesterday is yesterday. Today is today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Just worry about today. When you worry about today and ask the Holy Spirit to work on you today, he will do what he say he will do. He will be right there with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will tell you to go arise and go over to Jordan and take my people and give them the land that I'm giving unto them, the children of Israel. And guess what, y'all? And everywhere you place your foot, the sole of your feet, 
will tread uh, upon her. Uh, so wherever you step, uh, wherever you walk, uh, get ready uh, to tread uh, upon the land uh, that God already has for you. Uh, what land do you need? Uh, what land uh, he's already given unto you? Uh, do you need a land in your marriage? Uh, do you need a land in your finances? Uh, do you need a land in your health? Uh, do you need a land of reconciliation? Uh, do you need a lamb in your healing? Uh, do you need to be set free for alcoholism? Do you need to be set free from perversion? A lot of us is dealing with the spirit of perversion. We don't know. But I've come to tell you that God created man to be with woman and woman to be with man. But at the end of the day, he created us fearfully and wonderfully made. You don't have to be confused over your identity. Just go and ask God to heal you from the root of whatever it came to you. We come against any sexual abuse. We come against any physical abuse that happened to you. Huh? We come against any identity abuse. Huh? He did not create you huh? to become a man huh? when you was born a woman. No, huh? you gonna be that woman huh? that he called you to be. Huh? The woman of God. Huh? The woman of Zion. Huh? You're gonna be that man. Huh? A man of valor. Huh? A man of God. Huh? So you don't have to worry about it. Huh? God is about to deliver you by God. Huh? We cast out every spirit huh? right now huh? of alcoholism I know you're saying that it's in your family bloodline, but we go down 400 generations, right down to our forefathers, and we curse it at the root, and we come against every spirit of alcoholism, every spirit of compulsive behavior, in the mighty name of Jesus, we break every spirit of addiction off of your life right now, in the name of Jesus, Yashiru HaMashiach, we come against every spirit, every spirit of jealousy, every spirit of enviness. Huh? I know that your mother and your father treated your sister and your brother better than you. Huh? I know that there was a difference. Huh? I know you felt like the black sheep of the family. Huh? But I come to you uh, and I say uh, that you are the apple of God's eye. Uh, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Uh, he created you uh, for him to have you. Uh, no longer do you gotta ever feel rejected. Uh, I come against every spirit of self-rejection. Uh, I come against the spirit of, of, of rejection. Uh, I come against every spirit of self pity uh, I come against every session every spirit huh, right now that make you feel less than yourself huh? and right now huh, those that even was orphanages huh, I come to you huh, and I say huh, that the father huh, of glory huh, our Lord Jesus Christ huh, has always been your father huh? he's always been your mother huh? I know you've never had a father huh? I know you never had a mother huh? I know you had them in your life but they was not acting like your mom and father huh? don't blame them huh? forgive them right now huh? you don't know their story. You don't know what they've been through. I know you may feel that it wasn't right, but I cast out every spirit of abandonment. I cast out every spirit of rejection. I cast out every spirit of retaliation. I cast out every spirit right now in the name of Jesus. And right now, I call reconciliation back to you and your mother. Reconciliation back to you and your father. Reconciliation back to you and your grandmother, your aunt, your uncle, your cousin, your brother. 
rummage your sister right now in the name of Jesus ha right now in the name of Jesus ha I decree and declare ha that God ha shall do all things ha that God ha should be God ha right now in the name of Jesus in your life ha I thank God for who you are ha I thank God for who he created you to be ha you are the apple of God's eye ha you are entering to your promised land ha and right now he said ha everywhere you place your foot that you should tread ha it shall be given unto you ha from the wilderness and from Lebanon as far as the great river ha far as the great Ephrath ha the land of the Hasitites ha the great sea towards the going down of the sun ha shall be your territory ha and no man ha shall be able to stand before you ha I say no demon in hell ha is able to stand before you ha no demon ha that you have come up against ha shall be able to stand ha before you ha no family curse ha shall stand before you ha no family but also shall come before you in the mighty name of Jesus it should not stand before you all the days of your life I said all the days of your life through your youthful years through your older years through your older older years it will not stand it should not stand neither should it come to pass no man coming up against your destiny no man coming up against your purpose no man boy girl child or woman uh, coming up against your purpose huh? no devil huh? coming up against your purpose huh? no demon huh? of darkness huh? coming up against your purpose huh? and he will be with you uh, he will never leave you I'm talking about Jesus huh? I'm talking about Yahshua HaMashua huh? I'm talking about Jehovah Jireh huh? I'm talking about Jehovah Nisi huh? I'm talking about Jehovah El Shaddai huh? Jehovah Shama huh? Jehovah Shalagobosaya huh? Jehovah Kabad, Jehovah El Zagahiah, Jehovah Nisi, my God, Jehovah Tsignu, Jehovah Makadish, Jehovah El Shaddai, God Almighty, His right hand shall be before you, my God, my God. Do you feel God? I feel Him right now. Do you feel Him in your spirit? I do. Because He said He would never leave you nor forsake you. Even when everything leave you, when everybody leave you, when your money leave you, when your health try to leave you, uh, when everything try to leave you, uh, God Almighty, uh, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, uh, Yahshua HaMashiach, uh, Jehovah, uh, Emmanuel, my God, uh, the God of the lilies of the field, my God, uh, he would never leave me, Barosat uh, Kaya, uh, he would never forsake me, uh, people will forsake you, uh, your money will forsake you, uh, you will forsake yourself, my God, uh, but God would never leave me, uh, God would never forsake me. I don't know about y'all, but I love because God would never leave me. God would never forsake me. I got to stay right there. I got to put it in my mind. I got to put it in my frontal. I got to put it in the back of my mind. I got to put it in my spirit. I got to put it, 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 Oh my God, I'm so excited. He would never leave me. But there's conditions. I gotta be faithful unto God. 
I gotta reverence God. I have to fear God. I have to respect Him. I have to do His will. I have to stay in His will. I have to stay in His presence. I have to stay right there. I can't go out the hedge of protection. I know He will be with me. I know He will forsake me. But even if I may fall short of His glory, even may if I step away, but Lord, forbid me. I don't want to leave you. But just in case, I know He's a forgiving God. I know he's a loving God. I know he's a right now God. I know he's a mind regulating God. A heart regulating God, my God. I just keep thinking about her. He will never leave me. He will never forsake me. He will be with me always. Always. To the end of the earth. To the end of the age, my God. Oh, and then I want to remind you on today. As I'm reminding myself, be strong. I say, be strong. Be strong. Be strong. Strong in the power of his might, my God. Be strong, be strong, be strong, my God. Not in your own strength, not in your own power, because it's not by your strength nor your power, but only by the power of the living God, the Holy Spirit, my God. So be strong in the Lord, be of good courage. Don't let people discourage you, don't let people discourage you. Don't let people discourage you. Don't let people discourage you. Don't let people talk negative about you. Don't let people come in your space that's negative. But tell God, surround you around goodness. Surround you around mercy. Surround you around love. Surround you around positivity. Be strong. A good courage. Because things going to come your way. The the, the rocks gonna come and try to hit you, huh? The arrows gonna come, huh? But just put up your shield of faith, huh? To block every fiery dark, huh? Back to cinder, my God, huh? For this people you should divide an inheritance of the land, huh? I swore to your father to give them, huh? Only be strong to remind you, huh? Be strong, huh? Only be strong, huh? Don't be fearful, huh? But keep the fear of the Lord, huh? Don't be discomforted. Don't be discouraged. But only be strong. Don't be frustrated. Don't be hateful. Don't be angry. Don't be hurt. But only be strong. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Don't turn it from the right. Don't turn it from the left. I say, don't turn from the right hand. Don't turn from the left hand. I say, don't turn from the right hand of God. Don't turn from the left. Don't turn from the right. Don't turn from the left hand that you may prosper wherever you go. So wherever your feet shall trot, wherever you should go, decree and declare it. Call it in. Decree and declare it. Call it forth. Decree and declare it. Claim is yours. Take it by force. Take it by force. This book of the law should not depart from your mouth. Keep the 
truth. Keep God. Don't leave God. Don't leave the truth. Don't leave his glory. Don't leave prayer. Don't leave intimacy. Don't leave your relationship with God. I don't care who offends you. I don't care who walks away from you. I don't care who do vow things against you. I know you may not like it. I know you're ready to leave the church. But if God didn't tell you to leave, you better sit right there. Let God be God. God will deal with them. You don't have to fight your enemies. God will crush them. God will throw a paparosa. So you just better be obedient to God. Don't move before your time. Don't move out of a fit. Don't move because somebody else left. Don't move because you just feel like it's too far. Don't move because you feel like you done made all the money. Don't move because you feel like you made it. You need God. You need God. You can't do this on your own. I don't care how educated you are. I don't care how many degrees you got. I'm educated with five degrees. With many certifications and license, but that means nothing. I need God. I got God. I love God. And God is God. And he's the God of my life. My Jehovah Jireh. My Jehovah Nishi El Shaddai. My Jesus Christ. So I don't care about none of them accolades. I got Jesus. Even if I didn't have him. Because I got Jesus. And the Holy Spirit is in me. And the Spirit of God is with me. I can do all things in him. Because he is in me. And because he's in me. He has all power and authority in heaven and in earth my God so don't leave God don't let the truth leave your heart don't let the truth leave your mind don't let God leave you don't leave God don't leave God don't leave God don't leave Jesus I don't care if you got a corporate America job I don't care if you got five buildings I don't care if you're a millionaire I don't care if you got your children. I don't care whatever you pray for. You got it. Don't leave God. Can't you see he departed the Red Sea so that you can see that he is God. Don't you see what he done for you so you can see he is God. Don't leave God. Don't leave God. Don't let the word, the book of the law should not depart from your mouth, but it shall be you shall meditate on it, in it, not on it, in it, meaning that it should be in you, in you and it, the word, day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Let me remind you, the last point, I leave with you on today and you have a glorious day and this is the end of the service for us today he said have I not commanded you be strong get a good courage do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you I said the Lord your God is with you wherever you go so I love you. I encourage you to take hold of these words that the Lord God has spoke to us on today. Cross over your joy. Arise and obtain your promise. And he has commanded us on today. Be strong. 
and of good courage. Don't be afraid, nor dismayed. Don't be afraid of the giants that you may see. Don't be afraid of that mountain that you may see. Use the power and authority that God has in heaven and in the earth that he has in you because he left us with something powerful, him and us. Speak to that mountain and that mountain shall be removed. Speak to that obstacle and it shall come down. Speak to that giant with your sling rock, your slingshot, and let that rock of faith hit him and knock him out like David. Your Goliath is dead. Your mountain is now removed. Why? Because you're being strong and of good courage. And you're not afraid. And you're not being dismayed. And you know that through it all, can't you see? My God, allow me to pass through the Red Sea so I can cross over my joy. My promise is with me. May God bless you. May God keep you. And this is the end of our service. And I thank God for your life. This is SOAR International Outreach Network. I'm Lady Apostle. And I love you. And may God be with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. And glory to God. And I say, if there's anyone right now that wants to come back to Jesus. Because we know him. We've heard of him. We know he's real. We, 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 we have heard through our descendants. We've heard through our families. We've heard. We've heard. So I just say, come on back. Come on back. In the book of Isaiah 55. Hallelujah. He offers an invitation to us. He offers an invitation to let us know, come. Come, 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 come. You don't have to, you don't have to wait. You can come on right now. Amen. You can come on. You can come on right now. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to be hard on you. You know, man, they judge you. You know, man, I always want to say what you shouldn't have, couldn't have. But I'm Jesus. Let me give you an invitation to abundant life. He says, Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the water. And you who have no money, come by and eat. The gospel is free. The gospel is free. No, not, no, 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 no. We don't charge for the word of God. The gospel is free. He says, those that have no money, come by eat. Your, your dress code doesn't matter. Hallelujah. Come as you are. Come with no money. Come without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread? We spend the money on worldly things. You would spend money to go over here. You would spend money to go over there. But you won't come see Christ with no money. You rather keep spending your money on things that can't give you abundant life? When you can come to Christ for free, it's free. It's free. He teaches us how to tithe for us to have more of abundant life. But it's not like you're giving it to the church, to, the, to, 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 to me. He's just teaching you how to be prosperous in him. To give back what he's given up to us. To show us the gift of us having a giving spirit. That's one of the motivational gifts. A giver. Remember we talked about the motivational gifts. But God says you can come. Come to me. Salvation is free. Come on. I'm going to give you bread. I'm going to give you water. I'm going to give you life abundantly. Come. Your wages for what does not satisfy. Listen carefully to me and eat what is good. The word of God is good. The truth is good. It's great. It's everything. It's life, it's, it will sustain your life. The word of God will sustain your life. It is your life. 
and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me. You already inclined your ear because you're right here. You don't hear me, you hear God. You still stay right here because of God, not because of me. You're not coming on here to look at me. You're coming on because you hear God. It's nothing about me, it's God. It's all God. You heard, you saw how the Holy Spirit switched everything. He moved everything the way accordingly. I know usually services go a different way, whatever. But it ain't about that. It's about Christ. It's about moving with the Spirit of God, giving you what you need. Because at the end of the day, we are in a dying world. People are not making it into tomorrow. People are not making it today. We're grateful that God brought us in our today. Just look what COVID did. Come on now. Who would ever thought um, over half a million people would lose their life? Just like that. So why not come freely? Why not come with nothing? Nothing. Just come as you are. Come on. He said, here in your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you. Not with you and your brother and your wife. Your, no, this is personal. This is your own. Seek first. Look, so seek out your own soul salvation. This is for you. I can't bring you. Your mama can't bring you, your husband, your wife, your children. You have to bring you. So, so mother, you can't bring your child. Pray for them. Speak life. They got to bring themselves. You come. Because when you come, God can work a thing in you. And they see that thing in you. And that can bring them. When they see a true working God in you. But you come. Make an everlasting covenant with God. And I pray and I know for sure they will come. They will come as we be examples of Christ. The sure mercies of David, indeed I've given him as a witness to the people, a leader, commander for the people. Surely you will call a nation you do not know, and nations do not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he can be found. Seek him now, not tomorrow. Not later on this afternoon, but now. Seek him right now. Call upon him. I'm calling you. Come on, accept him as your Lord and Savior right now. Come on, how do we do it? Okay, how do we hear? By the word of God. We just heard the word of God. We just heard Jesus. We didn't hear Apostle Rob, and we heard Jesus. So we have heard the word of God. Now, let's confess with our mouth by saying, Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me of anything that I've said, anything that I've done, any thought, any intent that's not like you. God, forgive me. Forgive those, even God, that I have said to. Please forgive me. God, forgive. Come on. We all going into right now confession. Because it's the every day. It says to what? Come on. We all fall short of, of sin. We all fall short of the glory of God. So we have to confess to one to another. So come on. Let, I'm starting with you. I'm with you. Even though I have accepted the Lord as Savior, of, uh, the Lord is my Lord and Savior. I'm walking in, in the glory of God, but at the end of the day, I'm still asking God to forgive me. Forgive me on this day, August the 22nd. God forgive Lady Apostle Robin Stokes for anything that I have said or done. Anything that I have hurt anybody or said out of your way, normally or unknowingly, Lord God, please forgive me. And those, anybody that I've done, please forgive me. Lord, I even forgive my enemies. I forgive those that have spoken vile things. Those, and I truly forgive you. I love you. I love you. I really love you because I understand the word of God. I understand God. So right now, I'm confessing. Right now. So come on. I don't care us being leaders. We 
need to confess every day. That's the issue. We want to be such this leader, but we don't know how to confess to one to another. We don't know how to come into repentance when we all fall short of God's glory. It does not make us like, oh, we have a sinful life or we this. Come on, we all fall short of this sin. May not be this sin or that sin, but it's sin. So we ask God to forgive us of anything. We can think wrong. We can we can we we can think away because something that somebody said or done. Come on, I'm I'm right here. I'm, I'm starting. I'm helping somebody. I'm helping you. I'm helping you, leaders. See, this ain't just for the lost. We as leaders need to go right here. That's the problem. That's why the body of Christ right now is disunit, um, disunited. Because we don't know how to confess to one another. We gossip about one another. We talk about one another. We don't know how to confess to one another. We don't know how to love one another. We don't know how to come into unity of one faith, one Lord, one baptism, one Come on. When is we going to come into unity? Right now, I'm, I'm right here. I'm right here. God, forgive me. Anybody that I've hurt, anybody that I've said anything to, me not hearing you out, me not listening, me not keeping my word of something that I've said, something I've done. Lord, me falling short of my your glory. God, some things I don't know. Some things I thought of that I, I thought was good. Maybe I thought of some things, didn't know that it was wrong. So, Lord God, only you know the, the intent of a man's heart. You only know the intent of what we think. So, Lord God, only you would know. So, Lord God, forgive me. Forgive me. Let's help somebody. Forgive me. Forgive me of anything, Lord. God, I repent unto you. I repent. I repent unto you. And listen. Go ahead. Repent unto your Lord God, your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Confess with your mouth that He is your Lord and Savior. Confess with your mouth that He died for you. Those that 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 don't that, that want intimacy, that wants to be changed, that wants to come to Christ, that wants to have a relationship, that wants the power and the fire of the Holy Ghost, the gifts that are in you. He's ready to allow those things to be activated. He's ready for you to walk in your purpose, your calling, your chosen for a time as this. Don't let people put you in a box. Don't let perception move you away from God. But come on and walk in your greatness. Walk in your calling. I no, you did not do it right. Matter of fact, you may be smoking a blunt. You may be drinking right now. You may be in the bed with somebody's wife. I don't know. You may be whatever the case may be. It's all sin. God can save you wherever you are right now. Just confess with your mouth. Come on. Let God change your heart. God can take you away from all of that stuff that's not like him. Just like that. He could do it. He did it for me. My God. My God. Do you know where God brought me from? Oh, my God. Hey, he could do it for you just like he did it for me. My God. Confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart that he is your Lord and Savior. Receive him right now. Receive him right now. And guess what? You don't even have to pay for it's free to you and guess what open up your mouth really wide come on come on Psalms 81 says open up your mouth wide he will give you something free the power of the Holy Spirit my God that will tread over every serpent every scorpion every young lion every cobra anything that tries to rise itself against the, the power and the will of God brings out every vain imagination that will try to exalt itself against the word of God against God himself my God the power of the Holy Spirit that gives all power and authority that's if in heaven hallelujah that will help you um, through your walk that gives you the power to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to cast out devils, to shot oh my God, to decree and declare oh my God, oh my God, to walk in truth to walk in peace, to let love abide more and more, faith to faith, glory to glory, oh my God, you have something precious you just receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, and guess what, it's not going to be easy because the devil is mad right now, but guess what right now we put up a shield of faith over you right now, the power and the glory of God over your life right now, I decree and declare that the divine power of God continue to hold you, continue to 
lift you up. Let God, the shield of faith, continue to surround you and your family so that you can move forth in the things of God. It's not going to be easy, but guess what? The power of God will lift you up out of your place and will bring you into another place that will help you, sustain you, and will bring divine connections around you, divine resources around you, divine wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. The counsel of the Lord, the fear of the Lord shall be your portion. The word of the Lord shall be so deep into your spirit that the word of the Lord will begin to come up like a waterfall, that the word of God will be the truth for you to walk on, to be able to use as your weaponry against the enemy, begin to speak to every doubt and unbelief and everything that he tries to rise up against you through the word of God. He will, God will give you his word, will give you understanding of his word, will give you able to enlighten your eyes through his word, illuminate your mind through his word. He will give you the spirit of discernment. I pray that the spirit of discernment be your portion, the spirit of discernment be your inward most part of, be, of your being in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that God even right now give you the revelational, revelatorial gifts, the gifts of wisdom, the gift of knowledge and understanding, the discerning of spirits in the mighty name of Jesus, that even the gift of faith, hallelujah, should be your portion, the gift of mercies, hallelujah, should be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus, that you should begin to walk in the ministry of gifts, whatever he have called you, some apostles, some prophets, some teachers, some pastors, some evangelists, however he called you, hallelujah, you should allow the gift to be activated, that you will begin to walk in the power and the will of God, that God will begin to use you, that he will bring you into a household of believers, divine connections, divine relationships, hallelujah, that the power and the word of God shall be in you and that your family shall be saved, hallelujah, salvation shall hit your family, salvation shall hit your household in the mighty name of Jesus, that God, the blood of Jesus should be smeared over you, the blood of Jesus should be smeared over your family, the blood of Jesus should be smeared over your household in the mighty name of Jesus, even as you come. Hallelujah to your faith. Hallelujah. Household of faith. That even true believers, divine believers that God will bring in your midst. Not only would they minister the true word of God in your life, but God will also bring, hallelujah, the power, hallelujah, of uh, the fear of the Lord uh, to be your portion. Uh, that you will reverence the Lord with all your heart. Uh, you will not lean to your own understanding in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, that you will meditate on God's word day and night. That you will be uh, of good courage. You will be courageous. You will be only strong and be very strong in the Lord. Wherever your feet shall trot, you shall prosper. Whatever your hands shall touch, it shall be yours in the mighty name of Jesus. And we thank God right now. Let's celebrate God for another. Hallelujah. Soul in the kingdom of God. You are a kingdom citizen in Christ Jesus. We thank God for you. We thank God for you joining us. And until next time, may God bless you. We'll be back here on next Sunday by the will of God. Hallelujah. If God permits a mind, same time, 1015 for our Sunday school. And we'll finish out talking about, hallelujah, the minister gifts, which we pretty much broke them down. So we'll begin to go back, hallelujah, to the manifestations of gifts. And we will break them down individually like we did the word of wisdom. We've already done the word of wisdom. So we'll go into the word of knowledge. And then we'll break down the motivational gifts. And then we'll break down the ministry 
extra gifts as well because I just want to make sure that we all have an understanding on how the Holy Spirit works because he is the significance and having an understanding of the spiritual gifts given by the Holy Spirit so that we can do work do what edify hallelujah one another and do the work of the ministry so that we can be in one faith hallelujah to bring unity into the household the body of Christ in order to fulfill and do the work of God so until next time may God bless you until next time may God keep you until next time may the Lord shine his face upon you may goodness and mercy chase you follow you run you down chase you down all the days of your life may the Lord anoint your head with oil may your tables and your blessings and your just anointing and the glory of God just run over and over and over and over in your life in the ministry they have given you in your marriage in your in your neighborhood in the marketplace in the business place hallelujah in Jesus name may he prepare a table before your enemies and may your enemies come and sit at your table and feast and then God use you to show them what agape love really means and that God will bring true deliverance to your enemies may God bless you may God keep you in Jesus name amen and glory to God thank you Lord thank you Jesus we give God the praise hallelujah in Jesus name amen Swaggy, you know, some luxury, but I want something that's gonna drive people crazy. When I pull up, it's gotta be crazy, man. Like for real. So hopefully you got something for me, man. But I'll tell you what. You know, rappers come here all the time, and I don't take crack money. All right. But you, could, I see something different. You know, I see the light in the day. All right. So I got. Uh -huh. I saw your Christian Credit Union score. I mean, man, it blew me out. Okay. It blew me out. So I think I got something for you. We can deck it out real nice. Maybe go to the Bible. <laughs> oh no, yeah, just a joke. Um, I got something for you.
in a truth game showing off. Yeah, I promise you never took a loss. If I'ma tell it, I gotta tell it all. Wait a second, let me brag on my God. In the truth, I ain't just telling y'all. You can tell it, you never took a loss. And if I'ma tell it, I gotta tell it all. Hold on, wait a second, let me brag on my
open for 